Welcome once again to Let's Place. This is episode 12. It is the only podcast out there that dares to objectively and scientifically rank every video game ever produced according to quality. Finally, you never have to think anymore. We do it for you. I'm joined this time by returning guest Dave. Yo. And other returning guests, Dustin, our anime correspondent. Hi, I am the anime. Yeah. Uh, Desu. There you go. Yeah. We have currently objectively and scientifically ranked 55 games. List is getting long. Uh, so, uh... <laughs> top 10, just, bottom 10? Is that what uh, yeah, I've been doing top and bottom 5 and then reading the whole list at the end. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. And once I hit 100, I'll do top 10 and bottom 10 both times. Uh, so, right now, our bottom five. At number 55, we have Custer's Revenge. At number 54, Online Tennis Manager. At number 53, Desert Speed... Ugh, I burped. At number 53, <laughs> Desert Speed Trap, starring Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. At number 52, Wild Wheels. And at number 51, rounding out the bottom five, Cherry Moderate. I have to know. Oh, it's a visual novel. That's what I figured. Yeah, it's an H game. Yeah. Uh, rounding out the top five, we have at number five, Picross 3D. Hmm. Number four, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Number three, Iron Lord. Number two, Westfront Omega, the Amulet of Vega. And number one, the greatest game of all time so far, Queen the Eye. I'm honestly pretty happy that Iron Lord has stayed so far up. Well, it's like, no one's going to bump down Call of Duty 4, and it's better than that, so. <laughs> uh, also of note is that uh, there are more than ten games worse than Elsa Dentist already, so it can never enter the bottom ten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it can also never enter the top ten either, so at least we're safe from that. Yeah, I mean, mostly I'm just, I'm just curious if a game out there even exists that can be worse than Custer's Revenge. Yeah, I mean, like I like I I know and have played some pretty objectionable games, but they don't yeah. get close to Custer's Revenge. Well, right. you know, it's, we'll, we'll, it's tough to we'll, top that intersection of violent rape and blatant racism. Well, yeah. if there is a worse game, we'll find it eventually. We yeah. will, we will. Because I, I can think of horribly racist games, and I can think of games that feature more uh, hard to watch rape scenes, but I don't know if any combine them quite so elegantly. I mean, if we get if if this is if this guy has actually put every game that ever existed right. in a list, then there will be games where the main gameplay component is rape. I can tell you that. Oh, of course there will be. Yes, but, yeah. Some H game somewhere yeah. is like pedophilia based. Yes, a lot of them are. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to I, tell you this, but <laughs> look, I know. Yeah, we're gonna have, and we're gonna gonna have gonna a lot of a... Japanese H game titles near the. We're going to get to have a lovely conversation about whether raping a child is better or worse than <laughs> raping a Native American woman as a white man. Oh, Boy, Lord. I hope that's not on this episode. No, not this episode, <laughs> thankfully. Oh, God. <laughs> because sorry, one day that will happen. I sidetracked into a terrible, terrible sidetrack. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have to rank them. So, that's the that's the compact we've signed. Yeah. Godspeed, Christian the blood, soldiers. The blood oath. <laughs> 
But luckily today, that's not what we have to do. Thank goodness. Uh, we have five new games today, four chosen at random from MobyGames.com, and one submitted by a listener. Uh, our four games right now, uh, randomly chosen, are Pulsar, Forza Motorsport 5, 007 The World Is Not Enough, Full Throttle, and D&D Warriors of the Eternal Sun. Now, before all the listeners get as excited as we did, that is not Tim Schafer's full throttle. I was wondering how... I didn't want to say anything, because I was trying to figure out how long you were going to draw off. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to figure... Okay, if I was him... I'd probably wait until we were actually talking about Full Throttle to review <laughs> I thought that about it's it not for a second, that one. <laughs> but I decided to be merciful. Okay. One of, uh, your, one of your rare moments of not being a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay, well, I love you too, Dustin, my good buddy. <laughs> so it's going to be that kind of episode. <laughs> anyway. Speed knows what he's done. Luke yeah. knows what he's done. Also yeah. Speed. Luke Speed. Yeah. Anyway, uh, our first game up for discussion this time is Pulsar. The version I got is for the Amiga, but I think it was also an arcade game. It it was released on a lot of different things. Uh, It says, Pulsar is a side-scrolling shoot-em-up similar to R-Type. As a fighter pilot, the player moves constantly in the right side fighting with numerous waves of hostile creatures and objects. Contact with any object or enemy means loss of life. So very punishing. Uh, the ammo is unlimited. At the end of each level, Mega Boss appears, guarding the passage to the next planet. Can you give me a link to where this, you're finding this information? Because there's yeah, searching for Pulsar it. gives me a different game that has Pulsar as the name. There you go. So, okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah. So, because yeah, there's another game called Pulsar: The Lost Colony that was just ruining the Google searches for this. Ah, yes. You could have just put minus lost minus colony. I I, oh, okay. I mean yeah I guess I suppose got to use them search those booleans yeah uh, looks like it was made in 1981 by Sega okay wait this is a whole different pulsar <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> wait hold on there's a lot of pulsars did okay so which pulsar are we doing we're doing the one that I linked you to. Okay, okay. Right. But then I was looking, I was trying to find something, and I okay, found Okay, I, oh, I, I see. So Pulsar, David I'm linked sorry. a yeah. different arcade cabinet that is also called Pulsar, ah. but is very, very different. This one, yes. one looks better, because it's on the Amiga, I guess. <laughs> yeah, okay, this is going to be confusing. There's a lot of Pulsars, apparently. Yeah, okay, This was so, released in 1997. Okay, yeah, so this we're we're specifically talking about the 1997 Amiga yes. version of Pulsar. I was confusing with the 1981 arcade game. Yeah. Okay. Understandable, I think. I don't think anyone would blame you. So, yeah. given how many games are named Pulsar, I give up finding any more information on this. So let's just get to the ranking. Well, so that's yeah. that's uh, three out of five games that we weren't sure which one we were reviewing today. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. This is a really weird-looking title screen, <laughs> first of all. It's like a dragon alien eating the letters or something it's weird like the letters are made out of like brain matter see i was thinking like if you fused godzilla with a moray eel yeah i can see that too yeah Yeah. or it just looks like um oh there's like a a villain in like a comic book that looks like that i can't think of what it's called is it is that swamp is it swamp thing that i'm thinking of yeah maybe or if you, or if you say like, try to describe. If you try to like have a dog 
draw Godzilla. Yeah. And the only descriptions you could give the dog of Godzilla is through pantomimes. It's, that's what you'd get. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like that a lizard that it's peeling its lips back so you can see all of its teeth and gums. Yeah. And it's, it's not it's yeah. very fangy. I'll admit I want to shoot it with a spaceship. Oh so. yeah, definitely. That thing needs to die. Yeah. It is a blight upon this world. So, uh, Dave, how do you think he compares to Yokoyama Mitsutero Sangokushi, a Super Famicom strategy game based on the anime, based on the manga, based on Romance of the Three Kingdoms? You know, as much as I appreciate the uh, deep strategy offered by the Romance of the Three Kingdoms uh, Uh (laughs) inspiration... uh, you know, I really want to shoot the shit out of this thing in Pulsar. Okay. And I, I've been on a previous episode, but I have not had a chance to review one of these side-scrolling shooters yet. So, Yeah, it's only the second one we've gotten, I think. I mean, it, it looks, it looks uh, for its time, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks alright. It doesn't look, you know, amazing, but, you know, it looks fine. Okay, so that's uh, one vote for Pulsar. Dustin? See, I'm gonna vote against it because man like i get that it was made in 1997 Uh uh-huh but it looks like someone opened up game maker for the first time and like Uh and like opened up one of the tutorials and was like okay i'm just gonna keep this tutorial but i'll replace all the enemies with like bees Right, right. Okay. Also, can, what yeah. do bees and frogs and like <laughs> these vine things have to do with pulsars? <coughs> yeah, I you're don't... thinking it'd be more of a space themed thing. Oh, I see. You're going to like different planets. These stuff. are like these are all like giant insects yeah. you're shooting. This is not the best sprite art I've ever seen. You're definitely not wrong. It there. looks real bad. Yeah. It it looks real bad, guys. So. Yeah, I, I will agree with you, Dustin, that this looks very derivative and sloppy, but. You know what? It's derivative of one thing. Sangokushi is derivative of, like, four things. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to Pulsar. Uh, which means that now, uh, Dustin, how do you think it compares to Die by the Sword Limb from Limb, a uh, 3D computer game uh, where you, like, sword fight, and it's got, like, very technical sword play mechanics. And, there's, uh, there's no fucking way it beats that game. <coughs> I'm okay. sorry, but there's just no possible way. All right, Dave, what do you think? What was the title again? Uh, Die by the Sword, Limb from Limb. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's developed by Treyarch. It was developed by Treyarch, yeah. It's, it sort of sounds like a, a almost like a... Um... Yeah? <laughs> I'm, I'm, losing, <laughs> I'm losing the title here, but it's like, it's so... It's so involved with the uh, mechanics for melee uh-huh. combat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to admire its chutzpah, it's, if nothing it's else. Like if, it's like if Treyarch made Skyward Sword in 1998. Well, really, it's, you could just say <laughs> yeah. it's like Treyarch made a game, and you understand it's very ambitious, but maybe it mm-hmm. didn't accomplish all the goals it set out to do. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, is that a vote for Die by the Sword? Yes, I'm going to have to vote. I, you know, I, yeah. I would say I would play it over uh, their Call of Duty 2 game. Yeah, I, I will also Let, vote Let's for... keep that for the future. <laughs> yeah, we have not yet ranked any Call of Duty other than Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, uh, which is objectively worse than Iron Lord. This is um, true. 
So yeah, I will also vote for Die by the Sword, in which case we are looking at these... Uh, need to flip a coin here. Whoops. <laughs> I want 1 to 2, not 1 to 20. There we go. And we want... B -b -b 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6... Uh, Dave, how do you think it compares to IL-2 Sturmovic, a uh, World War II flight simulator that supports uh, 100 players online simultaneously? Well, I mean, you can either have a shooter where you move up and down, or you can have a shooter where you can move in full 3D space. I don't think yeah, it's much a... contest there. Mm, that's a fair point. Uh, also, Dustin? the honestly, the 100-player uh, multiplayer sounds like a much better clusterfuck than the clusterfuck going on with these graphics. Yeah, they're, they're not great graphics. All they right, are, they uh, are a little blurry, I'll admit. Yeah, they're just... It, it's a weird, like, late 90s 2D games had a weird problem where they had enough uh, power to look better than, like, the SNES, yeah. but not enough power to just look like hand-drawn graphics. And they're just in this weird midpoint, and it's like the uncanny valley for drawings. I don't. It's hard to explain. I'm, also, I'm sorry, Pulsar you just, doesn't have track IR. I'm sorry. You yeah. said you said SNES. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm. I. I the, understand. The Super NES. Yes, I understand what that means. It's just, I've literally never heard a person say that before. Oh well. Really? Here's your first. I. I wonder if that's a regional thing. Uh, it might be. I've totally I, heard people say. SNES. I was used to call it the Super Nintendo, and then I heard someone say SNES. I'm like, oh, that's way faster than saying Super Nintendo. Uh, alright, so yeah. That's a unanimous vote for Sturmovic, in which case we are looking at... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 1, 2, 3, 4. Alright, uh, Dustin, how do you think it compares to Starship Chameleon, a cassette tape-based, uh, computer game compatible only with an old British computer, uh, where you drive a UFO around and run it into bombs to keep them from crashing into the ground? Huh. And it's it's the chameleon thing comes from the fact that you can change your spaceship's color and you have to match its color to the bombs so they don't hurt you. That sounds kind of interesting, actually. It's all right. Yeah, that sounds totally fine. Okay. Okay. Unlike Pulsar. Now, a lot of your negativity towards Pulsar has to do with the graphics. I will say. Yeah, the obviously, back... Starship Chameleon has objectively worse graphics. Well, okay. Obviously, it has less processing power. But I was yeah. going to point out that. Starship Chameleon uh, is played on a background of searing lime green. <laughs> yeah. It, that thing is just trying to, like, get your attention by making it, making it impossible to, like, yeah. see anything other than green. It feels like someone is twisting a lime over your eyeballs and burning them out with the, the citric acid. I mean, I like limes, so... Alright, fair enough. Dave? It is a tough call. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to go with uh, I'm gonna have to go with um, Pulsar though. Pulsar. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've got to give it to Pulsar also. Yeah, I loved you, Starship Chameleon, but at some point your weird old timey British charm can only get you so far. Dave, that means it's now time to compare it to Gremlins 2, the new batch, an oh, NES game based on the, the the sequel to the movie Gremlins. It's a brawler. It's a... Uh, oh, hold on. I'm trying to multitask by answering the question Dave asked in our text chat. 
the uh, games we're rating are on the right in column E. Okay. You might have to scroll up to see them. Uh, sorry I about that. Scroll up. No, okay. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, no, Gremlins 2 The New Batch is a side-scrolling brawler uh, featuring enemies like a swarthy businessman that attacks you by uh, tapping his cigar to drop hot ash on you, or sexy ladies that blow deadly kisses. What do they have to do with the gremlins? Uh, it's like you're infiltrating the building where the scientist that made the gremlins is, and you're trying to stop him from cooking up the new batch, I think. I don't really know. Man. I think I... Wow. <laughs> I'm, trying to th- I'm trying to think of things more torturous to me than a uh, cash-grab generic brawler starring gremlins... Well, so it's starring the kid from Gremlins. Whatever. Are you sure? Because I'm looking at the video on YouTube, and uh, it looks maybe. like you're playing as the little cute thing. Maybe sometimes you get to play as Gizmo. I don't know. I didn't. We didn't maybe see that element of it. Either way, that sounds like the sort of game where if I had to play it for even ten minutes, I would curse the name of his creators. So. Okay, so that sounds like a vote for Pulsar. Yeah, I mean, Pulsar at least doesn't inspire rage in me. It more, mostly inspires boredom. Okay. Alright. Dave? Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this video, and as much as it does look just like they made a game and they just sort of put the gremlins on it. That right. is true. They made a game. Yeah. Yeah, they made a game. And technically they, they accurate. Sort of, they put the gremlins in it, but I mean... There's cutscenes. There's a wizard sure. that you get stuff from. Yeah. Uh, it there there is platforming in addition to fighting enemies. It looks yeah. Even if it looks generic as hell, it still looks a little more in depth than Pulsar is. I mean, mm. I enjoy side scrolling shooters and stuff, but I have to say too, you know. Yeah. With, with yeah. So gra- look at this now, and this actually looks separate from. Yeah. With, so it it with, looks like there are maybe two gameplay modes: a side-scrolling brawler mode, and then like a top-down, almost Zelda-esque thing where you're playing as the Gremlin. Yeah, and like with with Pulsar again, you know the graphics are a little blurry and stuff. This Gremlin, actually, it it's not spectacular, but it looks no. fine for the Nintendo. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I'm also gonna have to give it to Gremlins. Uh, sorry, Dustin. You people are crazy. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm not saying Gremlins is great. I'm just saying it's better than Pulsar. Uh, in fact, there are at least 21 games I would say are better than Gremlins 2. Uh, but enough of that for right now. Dustin, what do you think about Super Adventure Rockman? This is a basically an anime FMV game about Mega Man, and you gotta like go to an island and you basically just watch some animation and then pick like what path he goes down. And sometimes there's a like quick time event and sometimes it's something where you have to fight a boss from a Mega Man game but instead of like maybe just copying and pasting the boss fights they're weird awkward first person shooter segments okay yeah so you're saying it's basically a Telltale Mega Man game meets a uh, meets a first person shooter yeah calling it a first person shooter even just seems jazz a light a light gun shooter a light gun shooter yeah that seems looking at these articles it looks like the boss battles are more like a quick time event yeah yeah definitely so how do you think that rates against pulsar i mean also apparently at the end of the game roll dies and the world blows up i'm sorry what 
I don't know. That's what Tall said on the last episode. See, I was about to... I'm glad you said that, because I was about to rate Mega Man as better, but fuck that. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Keiji Inafune was very against this game, because he felt like it was less kid-friendly than his normal stuff. Because he felt like... The, if I remember right, the quote was, the number one rule for stuff that you give to kids is no one dies in it, and they uh, people die in this game. Yeah, okay, Pulsar's better. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, according, yeah, the KG, as if that wasn't bad enough, Roll dies, and to top it all off, the whole world is destroyed. Wow. I was like, did that really need to go that far? I assume that's if you lose. I doubt that's the only ending. <laughs> I can't imagine that that's just how it ends. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> is this is this a Rockman game, or is this Boom. a... Space Fortress Ideon game. <laughs> Alright, so that's one vote for Pulsar. Uh, David? No, no, I, I, I... Sorry, I was making an obscure anime reference for Dustin there. No, uh, I, I recognize it. I just was seething with rage with how you pronounced Ideon. Oh, sorry, I've been drinking. I, I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go with Pulsar over that travesty for Mega Man franchise. Yeah, it's just... I love Mega Man, and that doesn't seem like a great Mega Man game. If you so love that... Mega Man, you must hate Super Adventure Rock Man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that place is Pulsar 1997, right between Gremlins 2 and Super Adventure Rock Man. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> so our next game to rank is Forza Motorsport 5. This was a. I think this is the most recently released game that we've ranked so far. Probably, yeah. Yeah, this was a launch title for the Xbox One. Uh, it was, you know, it's got the basic Forza gameplay. It was sort of panned a little bit because in uh, getting it ready for the launch of the console, it felt like they stripped out a lot of uh, features from Forza Four that people liked. Uh, I believe those are mostly back in Forza Six. But, uh, you know, it had your your tracks, it had your cars, I think you could customize them. I played it, but not, I didn't get deep you in know, it. You know, it had the bare minimum of things you would yeah. expect from a racing game. Dustin has watched me tracks play... Tracks and cars. Yeah, exactly. Dustin has watched me play this game, and he can testify I'm not very good at it. I, this, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, Forza 5 will always have a soft, like, a place, like, I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for Forza 2. Because it's the game where I realize that Luke has no fucking clue what a stick shift is. He has no idea how a stick shift stick. works. Well, let's, let's be honest, though. I and mean, it's the most adorably sad thing. <laughs> I mean, like, what do I do? It's like, you're still in first gear, Luke, you moron. I, well, I don't know what that means, so maybe be nicer to me. Even if you're not Never. good at a game, you can still recognize it's good. Oh, sure, yeah. It, it yeah. seemed fine. It didn't seem remarkable, but it seemed fine. I liked that when you crash, you can, like, rewind time to get back into the race. That was cool. It is, it is a totally competent driving game. <laughs> also, the crowds are these horrible cardboard cutouts. Oh, I mean, yeah, except for the crowds. Those are not competent. It might not, not be competent. the best oh, Forza game, but... Yeah, oh, sure. How does it compare to these other games? The exactly. Question. That's the question. And we are at 56 now, so we need... Random number, number one, so we're comparing it to number 28. Uh, David, how do you think it compares to Space Farmers? This is a Steam indie game. Uh, it has sort of a cel-shaded graphical style. Mm -hmm. uh, it is There's no single-player mode in it. You can only play it online co-op with one other person, but when you buy the game, they give you a free copy to gift to a friend. And it's sort of like 
the gameplay is like top-down, almost Zelda-esque puzzles, but based on you're out in outer space and you are like hillbillies and you're going around rescuing cows and then the cows fart and you can light up their farts to burn aliens. That kind of thing. <laughs> It looks charming enough. See, I was like about to be down on time. this game until you started describing things you can do with cow farts. Yeah, it, it looked like a pretty fun game. Yeah, I, I, we, I was actually on the episode where we uh, first ranked this game. Oh, were you? Okay, I wouldn't yeah. have. Okay. Um, and I mean, we have an expert opinion. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Forza Five is not a bad game, but I, I think Space Farmers. As uh, as janky as it is, I uh-huh. think it has a little more charm to it. Yeah, uh, Forza 5, for all its competence, felt very soulless, I thought. Uh, Dustin? Yeah, that seems accurate. Okay. So is that two votes for Space Farmers? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I was still going to give the vote to Forza, just because one of the core tenets of this show has been games where you go faster better than games where you don't. But clearly that rule... It's it's like Newtonian but physics. See, it looks see, correct until you really tested it the most see, extreme levels. Here's the thing: levels. is to that fair, Forza Five <laughs> is uh, is uh, is like in in the in the history of games where you go fast. What yeah. does Forza Five really bring to the table compared to the game that first had drifting? Oh yeah, I'm not necessarily saying it should go above Need for Speed Underground. I just thought it would be uh, contesting with it. Well, I mean, oh, okay. you, to be fair, Luke, uh, with Space Farmers, you're not moving that fast as an individual, but you have no idea how fast the how uh, fast that level space you're going. Yeah, through it's the moving cosmos. through space. That's very true. I hadn't considered that. All right. Well, in that case, Space Farmers takes it over four to five. Uh, in which case, that's 56 minus 29. That's a hard math problem. It's 28. <laughs> you can do it, I believe No, it's 27. I couldn't do it. <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Dustin, how do you think it compares to general knowledge for dummies? This is a uh, DS game uh, with the four dummies branding on it. It basically looks like a child's encyclopedia. Mostly I'm just... I'm mostly I'm just curious how the hell it made it up that far. Uh, because it, it, you learn something from it, which is more than you can say about Elsa Dentist. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. No, you learn something from Elsa Dentist, which is don't play, <laughs> don't play, don't play free Elsa Dentist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely better than okay. general knowledge for dummies. All right, Dave, do you agree? Uh, as much as I respect the four dummies books as books uh-huh. for having uh, a surprisingly amount of use useful information yeah for a, for a pretty good price uh, the game just doesn't sound very appealing as a game right it, I'm we really could barely find any information on it I'm skeptical that it's really much of a game uh, I will also vote for Forza 5 in which case let's see what does it go up against next here we've got 40 minus 29 is 11, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Uh, Dave, how do you think it compares to our old friend Koi Koi Shimasho 2 Super Real Hanafuda, the video Hanafuda game? I will take racing over card games. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay, yeah, that's fair. All right, so it moves up once again, in which case... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5... Dustin, how do you think it compares to Retro Fever? This is a game made for the Apple II computer in 2014. It how is... can anything be retro? <laughs> uh, did you hear the year it was made in? Oh, 2014, okay. Yeah. Yes. This is made by someone 
who is a fan of old computers. It is an arcade game where you're, like, sifting through junkyards to recover old computers and repairing them and using a parasol to shield them from sun damage while your uh, unsupportive witch of a wife just crosses her arms and scowls at you for your dumb hobby. That sounds awful. <laughs> I agree. That sounds totally awful. <laughs> does he have a net? Does the main? Does the protagonist have a neck beard and a fedora? <laughs> I don't think it has high enough resolution graphics to be clear about that. Can't we? We don't. We can't truly know if he has a neck beard or not. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Forza Five is very obviously better than. All that right, show. Dave. What do you think? You know, I am watching this video, uh-huh. and it looks pretty good for an Apple II game. <laughs> but does it look or pretty good Apple for a 2014 game? game? I mean, See, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily entertaining, more entertaining than Forza <laughs> Five. Yeah. Ringing the fact, endorsement. The fact that this guy made it in for 2014. Yeah, it's got to say something. No, I, no, I, I, I admire him very much, but I have to give it to Forza Five. I'm yeah, sorry. I, that's kind of where <laughs> I'm at. I think it's sort of neat and novel that he did this, but yeah. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, a guy who made Retro Fever. Yeah, <laughs> I admire it. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. We need a coin flip. And okay, uh, Dave, how do you think it compares to Mac Ninja, the shareware black and white fighting game for the Mac, an actually old Apple game? Man, I was really hoping that that was going to be about a ninja who really fucking loves Kraft macaroni and cheese. No, unfortunately not. No, uh, no, but no. the uh, instructions, in it, we, instructions we in it do say that if uh, you like the game, you should put $10 in an envelope and mail it to the developer's address in Las Vegas. No. Huh. As, far, as far as games where you fight ninjas, Mac Ninja is pretty low on that list. Yeah. I'm inclined to agree. Dustin? Yeah, I I don't care enough about Mac Ninja to really even attempt to argue in its favor. Okay, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'm not even looking up information. That's how much I care about Mac Ninja now that I know it's not about <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Uh, okay, well, that just leaves one last game to compare it to then. Dustin, how do you think Forza 5 compares to Yokoyama Mitsutera Sengokushi? Oh, man. Yeah. I'm sorry, Japan. I have to vote for cars. Oh, man. There's probably a lot of Japanese car models in Forza. Probably. Yeah. There's probably a Honda. Yeah, almost certainly, but still. Yeah. Like, Forza 5 gave me great opportunities to make fun of you for your lack of knowledge (laughs) about cars. Whereas, we have not yet played Yokoyama, so I could make fun of you for your lack of knowledge about um like uh ancient japanese tactics yeah i mean that was more what valkyrie what valkyria chronicles was for yeah and also really loving ted yeah i guess oh boy well good old ted one of these days we'll rank valkyria chronicles but not today dave how do you think one of these days we'll rank ted well, unless you can rewind your awful failures in Yokoyama. You can't, to my knowledge. Mitsuteru, Sangokushi. No, I mean. Rewinding crashes in Forza 5 sounds. That's amazing. not the Japanese way. You have to live with your mistakes. Wait, I put this row in the wrong spot. Uh, delete row. 
This is the best part of the podcast when I'm just muttering to myself about filling out the spreadsheet. Where you fuck something up and then have to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like when I'm counting lines in the spreadsheet. That's always fun. Yep. Oh, it's great. Yeah, Tal was telling me I should look at like some... There's probably a way to like automate that in Excel or something. Probably. He's probably right, but that sounds like work. If you care enough, but... So this next game is an interesting case. This is 007 The World Is Not Enough. And the version specifically that we got was the Game Boy Color version. But there was a concurrent PlayStation and Nintendo 64 version. Nintendo 64! (laughs) Nintendo 64! Um, The problem is that the games are... Look at all those polygons! Yeah. Yeah, I did say that word funny. Anyway. (laughs) Wait, no, I'm not sorry at all. Uh, the problem is those two games have nothing to do with each other aside from the branding. The Game Boy Color game is like a top-down type deal. It probably look, is kind of like MSX and Metal Gear games or something. Uh, it's not really... I, I don't know whether to bundle these two games into one slot or not. I wouldn't. Okay. Yeah. Alright, well, in that case, let's see. 007 The World Is Not Enough is based off the 1999 James Bond film of the same name. In it, Pierce Brosnan's Bond must investigate the murder of a British oil tycoon and attacks on his new pipeline, which leads to a larger sinister plot requiring gunplay and frequent flyer miles to defuse. Really? That's not a great description. Okay. <laughs> In contrast... Nope. What? I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, I'm looking at screenshots of this game, and considering... How difficult it must have been to be like, okay, how the fuck did we make a 007 game on the GBA? Yeah. It kind of looks like they did a pretty decent job. Yeah, I mean, like I said, my my gut instinct would just be to look at the 2D Metal Gear games and copy that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just scrolling through here. You're, like, picking up key cards and walking around places. He's in an elevator. There's some guy following him, looks like some kind of military man. The graphics are okay for a GBC game. Yeah, it honestly doesn't look too bad. No. Yeah, all things considered, this looks... Someone did a Let's Play of it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Uh, this... This doesn't look horrible. This doesn't look horrible. Yeah, but... But here's, the, here's the real question. Yeah. Does it look mediocre? Well, that's, that's the first question we have to answer. That's for you to tell me. How does this game compare to Forza Motorsport 5? Worse. <laughs> you pushed it right into the middle. Yeah, it's worse. Worse? Okay. Yeah, okay. it's worse. David? Yeah, it, it's it's worse. I think I kind of like the 007 game more, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> So let's see, 57 minus 30 is 27, so we need the, the, what's, 14th, math. <laughs> You'll get it eventually. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, no, it's just 33, I can count. Wait, no, 43, I can't count. <laughs> David, how do you think he compares to Elsa Dentist? I'd rather pull my own teeth than play Elsa Dentist. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, but what if Elsa pulled your teeth? Oh, would it be hot then? What a, a hot night on the town that would be. But no, seriously. I plead the fifth. <laughs> don't, don't. God, no, there, seriously, double the seven is There's better. somebody that <laughs> wants that, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, double the seven is totally... Yeah. Somebody exactly. wants a pretty girl to rip their teeth out. 
Yeah, there's there's things I'd rather have. I mean, there's fetishes for people eating you, so almost certainly. So yeah, no, I would. I don't know. I'd rather be eaten than have my teeth ripped out. How about I, you? I am. I am not. Bill Are Murray we really going to have to rank this? <laughs> Like what horrible thing would I rather have happen to me? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not Bill Murray in Little Pet Shop of Horrors. So. Oh, oh yeah, there's even a movie about it. I forgot. <laughs> All right. Well, very well. It goes above Elsa Dentist. Uh, Dustin, how do you think he compares to Mania Challenge, an arcade wrestling game? Uh, Mania Challenge was a, a tweak to re- what was it? Matt Mania. Uh, the main difference in this is it has a smaller single-player campaign in exchange for having a two-player competitive mode. You play as characters like Hurricane Joe. I mean, I do like wrestling. Yeah, I know you do. I do like wrestling. So? Huh. On the other hand, like, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot to this wrestling game. No, but is there a whole lot to this 007 game? There's only eight levels in it. Oh, oh wait, seriously? Only eight? Yeah. Only? Well, we don't know how big the levels are. I guess that's true. I can't imagine they'd be very big, though, if there's... And it's a Game Boy Color game. Yeah. Huh. I don't know, I feel like... I feel like 007 is a game where you play it once and it's like, alright, I'm that was a fun 30 minutes, whereas mm-hmm. Mania Challenge seems like something that, say, you and I could play and hate each other for all of eternity. Right, right. Okay, so is that a vote for Mania Challenge? Yes. Alright. Uh, David? To be fair, Dustin, do we have to play a game to hate Luke? Oh. I just saw this game came out in September of... Is, is this just like the shit on Luke podcast now? <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. This game came out in September of 2001. There's a 1 in 4 chance it came out on 9-11. Video wait, games... 007, you mean? Yeah. Are, are we, are we going to look that up now? I am looking it up, yeah. Apparently. Not sure it came out on September this. 11, 2001. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I am not kidding you. No fucking way. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now. It came out, yes, yeah, several weeks before the Nintendo 64 and PlayStation versions. Yep. No, no, it came out almost a year after those versions. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> Same difference. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> this, oh my gosh. This game came out on 9-11. Oh my gosh, this game caused 9-11. I don't know about that. But... Well, yeah, no, that's... <laughs> that was the conclusion I was trying to draw. Can't take back. Bond can't melt steel beams. <sighs> anyway, where were you comparing this fucking thing to? It was Matt Mania Challenge. Dave, give us a vote. Or, you know, don't. That's fine, too. Fuck it. I'm going to vote that it was an inside job developing Bond, I mean. Okay, I don't know what that means. It was was developed all by EA Games. It was all in-house. Okay. That's what I mean by that statement. Okay. So how does that compare to Mania Challenge? I think Mania Challenge is the better game. All right. Okay. We have made some revelations on this podcast. I mean, a lot of things came out on September 11th. No one knew it was a bad day until, you know, it was a little too late to pull the release dates of things. Yeah, sure, that's what they want you to think. 
<laughs> anyway, jeez. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, ba, ba, ba. Flipping a coin. Oh, thank goodness we're back. Oh, hey. Dave, how do you think it compares to Aruberia Noatome? The uh, Japanese only visual novel that may or may not be really creepy? We don't really know because we don't know any of its contents. Oh, no, it's it's all about Aruberia Noatome. Okay. Oh, thank God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. two votes for Aruberia Noatome. Okay. I mean, 007 just is not Bishonen enough. If you yeah. say so. In that case, I mean, uh, Dustin, you ranked, you helped rank my Frogger Toy Trials, <laughs> uh, the DS game based on Frogger, whose only redeeming quality is the little panda with sunglasses in it. How do you think it compares to 007? It's crappy portable game versus crappy portable game. I mean, it's hard to vote against the panda with sunglasses in this scenario. Yeah. I mean... Double double the 007 game has what like a crappy low pixel version of like I like that we were kind of up on this game and now we're really down on it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's not even like is is Pierce Brosnan anyone's favorite Bond? Uh, I'm sure somebody. Well, he doesn't have to be your favorite Bond. Yeah, but do we care about them? <laughs> uh, that's up to you to decide, I guess. Yeah, my Frogger Toy Trials wins this one. Okay. Uh, David. Who's your favorite Bond? I'm not a big Bond fan. You know what? I I really like Daniel Craig, actually. He hasn't had the best run of movies, but I think he's a really good Bond. Yeah. It just doesn't do it for me. I don't know. Anyway. 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 Okay, I, I tried to change the topic, but it didn't work. Yeah, that's uh, fair. No, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Bond. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I'll be. Frogger is a, it's a it's a well known brand, but that right. doesn't translate to a good game. Right, right. Uh, I will say I will also go with Bond. I, uh, it looks kind of like the 2D Metal Gear games, and I'll be damned if I'm gonna rate something kind of like Metal Gear. I just hit my microphone with a Whoa. spoon. Whoa. It sounded like you just broke something. No, yeah. I just, I was playing with a spoon and I lost my grip on it and it hit my microphone really Oh, okay, hard. sure. Playing with spoons is all people do. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Were you eating cereal during this podcast? I mean, I, I was eating cereal earlier. Eating, c- were you eating cereal for dinner? I, I don't have to answer you. <laughs> It's okay, I've done that before. Let the record show he did not answer the question. <laughs> anyway, you don't have to feel ashamed for that. Anyway. I've had scrambled eggs for dinner. Moving scrambled on. eggs are different than cereal. Mo- I've also had cereal for dinner. Moving on. Never. Moving on. <laughs> we have Full Throttle 1984. Again, not the cult classic Tim Schafer adventure game. This was published on the ZX Spectrum and the MSX. Uh, This early motorcycle racing game uses an enhanced version of the 3D Death Chase game engine. That's a pretty good game. Whoa! This time the view is from behind your bike, so this is visible on screen. The road itself moves sideways, a detail which is part of fairly advanced 3D routines for the time. So yeah, it's almost like... um, 
it's not mode 7 because it's not a super nintendo uh but it's the same kind of effect and apparently it's doing some pretty hot shit for 1984 where it's like i mean it has 10 tracks which is a fairly yeah. good variety for that that old of a yeah. game and it's like bending the road and like doing the calculations on how to make the road look bent that's that's pretty impressive for its time yeah uh if i were a programmer and i am I wouldn't want to have to figure out the math to make that look good. <laughs> so, yeah. I, this this game seems okay. Uh, but here's the real question. Is it as okay as... Forza Motorsport 5, David? <laughs> right to the hard call. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Well, the real question is, how many tracks did Forza 5 have? Uh, that's a good question. I'm guessing more than 10. But I don't really remember. I didn't play it that much. 17 circuits. Ooh. That's more than 10. That's true, but considering the time gap. Oh, you're saying in the course of, like, 30 years, they could only come up with seven more circuits? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, no, Full Throttle right. came out in 1984. Forza 5 was yeah. 2013. I... Mm. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with full throttle. Okay. Just because uh, it, it seems like, unlike Forza Five, it seems like they took advantage of the most of its console. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Dustin. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, full throttle because partly because of the uh, technical achievement and also because I kind of like bikes more than cars in racing games. <laughs> okay. But you can you really drift in a bike? Not so much. I mean, that sounds like... Can you do a stoppy in a car? That sounds like defeatist talk. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking of, like, what a drift is. I don't think it makes sense with only two wheels. You can drift if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. If you say so. And if, you don't dr- and if your friends don't drift, nope, then, they just, ain't, then they ain't no friends just, of mine. Just stop. All right, well, I guess uh, Full Throttle takes it over four to five. <laughs> Uh, okay, sure, why not? In which case, uh, to do, do, where did Forza 5 go? I lost it on this list. Forza Motorsport 5, there we go. Uh, so we need a coin toss, and we need to look at game number 15. <clears throat> Dustin, how do you think it compares to International Superstar Soccer Deluxe, the uh, Super Nintendo soccer game? Bikes rule, soccer drools. Ah, fair enough. Uh, David? Um, you know, I they're both very good games. Okay. I, I think I'm gonna have to give it to International Soccer Deluxe. The uh, the fan base really. I mean. Yeah, as we've with, uh, the the one fun fact I have regurgitated ad nauseum on this show. Oh my god, not again! <laughs> You've only been on the show one time. You don't get to. <laughs> I, I, I'm already feeling weary though. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know what time it is. Yeah, it's the time where I explain how people in South America rom-hacked the cartridge to put their own local teams into the game. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Alright, so you're voting for soccer? I am. Alright, I'm also going to vote for soccer. Uh, Full Throttle looks very neat and like a cool accomplishment for its time, but ultimately, nah, it just seems like it's that's all it's got to say for itself. And that's not very much. In which case, it is now time to compare it to, let's see, 28 minus 16 is 12. Give us the old coin flipperooski. We got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. 
Uh, David, how do you think it compares to Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people, the Telltale Adventure game based on the Homestar Runner franchise? Well, I like Strong Bad. Yeah. But I mean, who doesn't? Sure. Really? It was not Telltale's finest hour. Okay, I actually haven't played that specific game, so... I have, not... actually. I haven't either, but it's not Telltale's finest hour. There was definitely a stretch between Sam and Max and The Walking Dead where people were kind of down on Telltale. Uh, okay, so that's one vote for Full Throttle. Dustin? Oh, man. This is actually tough for me, because... Yeah, it was like a fairly mediocre adventure game, but being Homestar Runner and being pretty funny yeah. for me makes up for a lot. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go with my heart and vote Strong Bad. That's fair. Story is important. <clears throat> so that leaves it to me to break the tie, and here's what I'm going to say. Uh, talking about Homestar and Strong Bad, Full Throttle is the exact kind of game Strong Bad would love. I think he'd be honored to lose to it. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to have to vote for Full Throttle. In which case, Dustin, how do you think it compares to Busy Scissors, the Nintendo Wii haircutting game? Where you cut people's hair and then they succeed at life thanks to their haircuts. What does it say about me that this is honestly a hard decision? <laughs> It says oh, that you don't let your interests uh, be defined by gender lines, and that's fine. That's good. I kind of do want to cut people's hair. Yeah, who doesn't? I mean, it's like Cooking Mama. Cooking Mama was fun, except yeah. instead of, like, making pastrami, you're giving someone a sweet do. Yeah, totally, totally. Only thing I'll say Busy. bad about Busy Scissors, it looks like you had to grind in it a little bit to save up for new hairstyling <laughs> uh, equipment. So so it's so it's somewhat accurate to the uh, experience of existing in the workaday world of a hairstylist. Yes, exactly. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go with busy scissors. All right, fuck it. Why not? All right, David. It's a tough call. Mm -hmm. I agree. That said, what's your you know, choice? Ah, uh, you know it it, it. 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 I'm gonna have to go with busy scissors. Okay. I was down on it last time I was here, but yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. give it to it now. Okay. Uh, I think I'll give it to Busy Scissors, too. It's just, there's a lot of racing games out there. I don't know of any other haircutting games. I just don't. But, uh, let's see here. Dave, how do you think it compares to IL-2 Sturmovic? The, uh, we talked about it already. I'm not going to give you the summary again. I'm going to have to go with IL-2 Sturmovic, because, uh, oh, I mean, full throttle is great, but uh, planes are better than bikes. Oof, that is a, a contentious statement. Dustin? Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> really? Okay, well, fair I enough. I mean, my dad is an aerospace engineer, dude. Okay. It's, it's I didn't, in my blood. Fine. <laughs> I know how to fly a plane, and I still think motorcycles are cooler. <laughs> but I guess Sturmovic I mean, loses. All right, full throttle. You sounded very offended by that. No, not really. <laughs> All right, so full throttle is ranked just above Strong Bad, just below Sturmovic. 
In which case... Seems like a good position for it. Yeah, absolutely. We only have one game left to rank. Uh, we have got uh, the Arcade Brawler Dungeons & Dragons Warriors of the Eternal Sun. Uh, has anyone played this game? Uh... That, no. Okay. No, I have not. On the Sega Mega Drive. Yeah, it, it was basically um, a Golden Axe clone with Dungeons & Dragons branding. And then you would, like, kill dudes and you'd get chicken and you'd eat the chicken and get health. That seems pretty okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Capcom developed, and this was, like, good days of Capcom. Ah. 90s Capcom. Ah. Uh... Okay, Mega I Man want... X era Capcom. Not a, I want to ac- show not, you... Not according to this... I want to show you this screen cap, and I says, want to look. I want to have you just stare at the face of the dude that's the second it, from the top. Oh wow! Wait, I am thinking that of the wrong is, Dungeons and Dragons game. That elf did not mean to join the party. That is not the game I thought we were ranking. No, and we are so terrified. Every, he looks with every single game on this list a game that we were mistaken about. <laughs> this, Maybe this was not developed by Capcom. This was developed no, by Westwood no. Associates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what game was I thinking of? D and D, Brawler, Capcom. That's let's see. Now I'm just curious. Uh, oh, that was Dungeons and Dragons: Tower of Doom, and also Shadows over Mistara. Different games. Oh, okay. Very different. But yeah, no, seriously, that that like blonde elf dude looks like he's having the worst day of his life. Yeah. Which is probably accurate, I mean. Yeah, I mean, he is at 5 HP out of 35. So, so uh, a, Dustin, you know way. some stuff about d and I'm not sure if you do or not, Dave. What is the Hollow World campaign setting? I, I don't know, man. Okay. That's, like, old-ass d Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I, I have to say, this is a pretty good graphics. That's like D&D back when Elf was a class. Oh, oh it, it, may, maybe, yeah, maybe Drive is 16-bit. No, I, I I like these graphics. It's a role playing game. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it seem, seems pretty. Yeah, it doesn't look like the best role playing game ever, but it seems pretty good for its time. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, it seems all right. I guess I'm not. I'm concerned because old RPGs tend to be grindy as heck. Yeah, that's true. But they all are. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> let's see. We have 59 ranked, which means we need to compare this to number 30. Oh, Lord. This is the sort of game where you have to draw your own map. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, God in heaven. <laughs> well, Dustin, how do you think that makes it compared to Forza 5? Man, fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess Forza wins that round? Yeah. All right, Dave, what do you think? Oh, that's true. Forza does draw your own map. You know, I'm... You know, I'm I'm going to give it to D&D Warriors of Eternal Sun, though, because Force of Five, a lot of people criticized it for not having as much features. And D&D Warriors of Eternal Sun seems like a full game. Yeah. Except for the fact that it makes you draw your own map. <laughs> That's just... And thus, and thus it is basically a nightmare engine that hates you. <laughs> no, that's just verisimilitude, man. You are the adventurer. Hmm. So... That means it's time to me to break this tie, and I'm trying to think. What game do I care about a little bit? Because it's hard to tell. Uh, I don't know. For I, I, These graphics are well drawn, but 
this kind of graphical style, my eyes just roll off of it. I am... I'm sorry, are you talking about Forza? No, I'm talking about D&D. <laughs> I'm just looking at this, and I'm bored looking at a screenshot of it. Uh, so I think I've got to give it to Forza. So in which case, uh, that means it is now... Let's see, 59 minus 31 is 28, so flip a coin... And we look at the 14th game down. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Dave, how do you think this compares to general knowledge for dummies? Uh, I'll take D&D all, all right. day Dustin. over general knowledge. I mean, even though this game does seem it seems like it's made by sadists, it, it, it at least seems like it was made by a person yeah. and not an AI subroutine. Yeah, so. that's fair. So that sounds like uh, D&D takes it, personally. Yeah. I'm going to be bored. I'd rather learn something, but okay. Uh, let's see, 43 minus 31. We've got, uh, that's a 12. And we need to look at the 13th, no, the 7th game down. Uh, which would be, wait for it, 37. Mania Challenge. Well, that one's coming up a lot this time. Dustin? Mania Challenge is better. Okay. David? Uh, ah, this is a tough call for me. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with D&D. Are, are we just, like, all about to fall asleep? Is that what that, that's what's happening No, I, I was this legitimately considering the options. Uh, I was le- legitimately yeah. trying to figure out which game do I think. I, I, I'd rather play D&D. All right, no, I would not the role playing game that game specifically. Right, right. I would rather wrestle. So Mania Challenge takes it. But here's a game that it probably can beat. Uh, Dave, how do you think it compares to Leisure Suit Larry Magna Cum Laude? Yeah, D and D. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, That's fair. definitely. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> All right, I agree. Uh, winding down here. Let's see. Dustin, how would you think this game compares to Mario is Missing? Oh man, Mario is Missing. Yeah, Mario is Missing. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Yeah, but I was a kid and I was dumb. Okay, so is it better or worse than uh, this thing? (sighs) Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mario is Missing does have Yoshi in it, and we all know how I feel about Yoshi. I mean, I like Yoshi too, but I almost don't like Mario is Missing because of its use of Yoshi. <laughs> That's not a good Yoshi. Yeah, oh, 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 good lord, I am uh, looking at a screenshot of the Yoshi yeah. in that game, and that is a horrifying Yoshi. Yeah. How can you screw up a Yoshi so bad that you can't make it cute? What the fuck, that. Mario is missing? Show All right, D and D by Yoshi. default. <laughs> Mario is missing is disqualified. No, it's the thirty-eighth best game ever. Through its use of Yoshi as a terrifying hell agent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I assume that's a vote for D and D. Yes. All right, Dave. I mean, I don't know what's so horrifying about that Yoshi. He just looks like he's kind of stoned. Do you see his body shape and how it sort of like sort of looks like he's slowly transforming into a slug? 
He's just that taking happens it to have tennis shoes just like taped onto him. He's having an off day. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, Dave, uh, I, I'm I'm gonna be the minority vote with Mario as missing. On what basis, pray tell? Because Luigi needs a bro. Okay. I'm I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, no, you know, I'm not going to question it. Fine. That's All okay. right. Wait. No, I, Dave, are you a baked Yoshi? <laughs> you have to tell. I'm a cop. You have to tell me if you are. Uh, anyway. I'm not, a ba- I'm not a baked Yoshi. Okay. I'm also voting for D&D over Mario is Missing. Why is there so much porn of Mario is Missing? That's my question. You know why. why are you looking for porn of Mario is Missing? <laughs> it's it's That's in the, the real Google question. image search. It's not my fault. <laughs> Anyway, we now have a fully ranked list of 60. Count them, 60 video games. Oh, God, kill me. You've barely been here for this. I know, and I still want to die. What does that you tell you? You put in two hours. I put in about, what, a good 15. 15 or 16. It's because you're a masochist. We all know that. Yeah, I put in more hours in this this week than I did at my job this week. <laughs> I don't understand you. Congratulations. <laughs> anyway, after that sad uh, confession, let's uh, read off this ranked list here. At number 60, we've got Custer's Revenge. At number 59, Online Tennis Manager. At number 58, Desert Speed Trap, starring Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. So is this where I can just like take a nap for a second? I mean, if you want to. Alright, cool. At number 57, Wild Wheels. At number 56, Cherry Moderate. At number 55, Robotron 64. At number 54, Scapon. At number 53, Arnhem, the Market Garden Operation. At number 52, Alpha Prime. Number 51, Dekayanku, Tough the Truck. Number 50, In Extremis. Number 49, Gods and Heroes, Rome Rising. I remember that game. Number 48, City Racer. Number 47, Warlords 1990. Why do you specifically say I remember that game for that one? Because it was one of the first ones we looked at. And we haven't talked I about mean, it for a while. Go back to your nap. <laughs> okay. Uh, number 47, Warlords 1990. Number 46, Elsa Dentist. Number 45, General Knowledge for Dummies. Number 44, My Frogger Tour Trials. Number 43, 007, The World is Not Enough, GBC. Number 42, Ruberia Noatome. Number 41, Leisure Suit Larry, Magna Cum Loud. Number 40, Jumanji 2006. Number 39, Mario is Missing. Number 38, Dind, Warriors of the Eternal Sun. Number 37, Mania Challenge. Number 36, Koi Koi Shamasho 2, Super Real Hanafuda. Number 35, The Nightmare of Druaga, Fushigi No Dungeon. Number 34, Thing Bounces Back, a.k.a. Coil Cup. Number 33, Retro Fever. Number 32, Mac Ninja. Number 31, Yokoyama Mitsutero Sengokushi. Number 30, Forza Motorsport 5. Number 29, Space Farmers. Number 28, Cap'n Crunch's Crunchling Adventure. Number 27, Z-Wolf. Number 26, Starship Chameleon. 
Number 25, Super Adventure Rockman. Number 24, Pulsar. Number 23, Gremlins 2 The New Batch. Number 22, Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People. Number 21, Full Throttle 1984. Number 20, IL-2 Sturmovic. Number 19, Blue Baron. Number 18, Busy Scissors. Number 17, Suzumiya Haruhi no Tomodai. The highest ranking visual novel to date. Number 16. And if I had been on there, I would have tried to rank it higher. <laughs> it seemed okay. Have you played it? Well, no. It's, it's Haruhi Suzumiya. So okay, you, you're just familiar obligated. with the property. Okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, the website where we host my podcast Project is called Haruhi. Project Haruhi. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, number 16, Rocket, Robot on Wheels. Number 15, International Superstar Soccer Deluxe. Number 14, Die by the Sword, Limb from Limb. Number 13, Winter Games 1985. Number 12, Bionic Commando 2009. Number 11, D-Force. Number 10, California Speed. Number 9, Arabian Magic. Number 8, American Turbo King. Number How did that lose to American Turbo King? I had to re-listen <laughs> to that episode. Number 7, Need for Speed Underground. Number 6, Wiz and Liz. Number 5, Picross 3D. Number 4, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. Number 3, Iron Lord. Number 2, Westfront Omega, the Amulet of Vega. And number one, still the best game of all time. This is like its fourth win, Queen the Eye. So the way you said that leisure shoot, that leisure suit Larry game's uh-huh. name somehow made me hate it more than I already. Knew. How did I say it? I don't remember that one. It. I I don't want to do it. Come on. Just just put it back in here and post. Come on. It was like, it was like, Leisure Sue Larry, Magna Cum Laude. (laughs) Something like that. And I wanted to stab you. That's fair. Anyway, that's the list. 60 games. 12 episodes. One week. Why are why is any of this happening? <laughs> Dustin, what do you want people to know about? Um I guess you can listen to Games Witticism where we talk about games that are worth something. You know, what are you talking about? We talked about Queen the Eye, we've talked about Iron Lord, we've talked about the Amulet of Vega, which woof, you should go back and listen to episode ten is all I'm saying. I mean, I intend to. Yeah, if if you listen to no other episodes of this show, listen to episode ten. Okay, it's a little late to tell him that now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You're if you're listening to this, you've already listened to at least one episode. Anyway, doesn't matter. You can follow me at Stills the GM on Twitter. I guess. All right. Great job, Dave. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, uh, I I am a participant on that D and D podcast. You can find it at thatdndpodcast.com. Uh, that's not the reason why I rated that D&D game so highly here. Oh, that <laughs> comes out finally. Because uh, we don't play whatever edition that was emulating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. 
You can follow my porn Tumblr at womenoffantasticalsizes.tumblr.com. You can follow my normal Tumblr at gamesfromscratch.tumblr.com. And you can follow my other Twitter account at onlineerotica underscore txt, where I post real quotes and excerpts of erotic stories from around the internet. Let's read one now, as soon as I find a good one. Uh, hold on. Each of her boobs weighed four pounds, as did each of her butt cheeks. That's gonna do it for us this time here on Let's Place. See you soon. Uh. (laughs) Ugh.